You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek podcast, recorded live each Sunday at St. John's Anglican Church, Diamond Creek. This episode presented by Associate Minister Julie Blinko. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Hear the word of the Lord. Good morning, my name's Julie. I'm going to begin by prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would speak through me today. Open our ears to hear what you want to say to us. Change us and transform us into your image. In Jesus' name, amen. We're beginning a new series on Corinthians. Watch this space up here. There'll be, at the moment, there's a little one there called Giver of Gifts. Um, That's where we're starting. The word diversity has been a bit of a buzzword in Australia in recent years. There's so much diversity in our culture, and the new PM will have a big task and need a lot of wisdom in how to manage that diversity while building the common good. In Australia, there's blue collar, white collar, Hindu, Muslim, new age, atheist, I'm from the country, I'm from the city, I'm first generation Australian, I'm sixth generation Australia, I'm female, I'm male, I'm in between, I'm choosing my own. There's so much choice here these days and it creates a wonderful eclectic mix of um, life really in this country. Ancient Corinth was the same. It was an eclectic cosmopolitan city, a Roman city in Greece, uh, and this is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was writing a letter to the new believers within that uh, city and encouraging them what it looked like to put God first. Some really key identifying markers about Corinth, individual and individualism was rampant. Personal reputation was of the utmost importance, being wealthy and being honoured for that, was important. On the other hand, being poor or keeping shameful company was not desired. And there was various social strata within that. Within that, there was a lot of worldliness. 
So the Apostle Paul wrote to these people and there was a lot of, for those that were believers, well, I'm a believer, but I'm kind of doing as much as I can to still look like the world I came from and not look too Christian, so to speak. So he was writing, we can see that that was an issue based on what he was writing about. You can imagine things like this were a bit of an issue when it came to things like the Lord's Supper. You're all rich in Christ. You're all equal in Christ. You can imagine it would have been an issue with other areas as well as this group of new believers, this group of new Jesus followers gathered together and tried to do life. Individualism and worldliness. Another big thing was sexual immorality. It was a big deal. The the religions back there were pluralistic, meaning there was a lot of them. And the major religion centred around the temple of Aphrodite, the goddess of love and fertility. So people would go there seeking love, go there seeking fertility, and around that was a lot of idolatry uh, in the form of temple prostitution. You can imagine Paul's challenge in encouraging people to a way of holiness and purity when that's the culture they're in. Similarly, there were temples of Apollo and Asclepios, yes, who were the gods of prophecy and healing. And so in the context of these new spiritual gifts being given by the Holy Spirit, this is the kind of culture that Corinth was like and something I want you to keep in mind over the next couple of weeks as we hear more from the Apostle Paul's letter to these new people. It was a city of great diversity, Clearly, we have nothing in common. Sexual immorality, individualism, these things, like we don't have that problem at all in Melbourne or Australia, right? Clearly, there's um, threads in humanity that echo through the different chambers of time, and this was still relevant to us, and we can learn from this section of scripture as as they did back then. So first things first. He says, amongst all of this, as Simon said earlier, It is the work of the Holy Spirit behind anyone recognising Jesus as Lord. So he's pointing to Jesus, saying, if you recognise Jesus as Lord, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. On the other hand, if anyone says Jesus be cursed, that is not the work of the Holy Spirit. You can imagine the kind of confusion going on with all the temples and that, but he's saying, first things first, anyone who's saying Jesus is Lord has got the Holy Spirit active and at work within them. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to do that. Now that that's cleared up, he says, let's look at the spiritual gifts which have been given. Now, there's many gifts, but we're going to focus on the the list that's in Corinthians today. Different gifts, different workings, different services, but all from the same spirit and all for the common good. It's a humbling and beautiful image of interdependence, mutual significance and belonging. And it says the Holy Spirit gives to each as he chooses, meaning it doesn't mean if we've been given the gift of wisdom, which I'm going to give to Chrissy, gift of wisdom, a higher mental awareness and an awareness of God's way. But it's not anything Chrissy's done. Like, it'd be silly for us to get jealous. I wanted the wisdom. That's not fair. Chrissy's got it. That's not fair. We can all seek wisdom. We know that. But Chrissy's been given it in a particular form and for the glory of God. Another one, the gift of miraculous powers. I'll give that one to Victor. (laughs) Now, we don't see that one as much these days, but when I was working with the persecuted church in Laos, I saw that quite a lot. They would operate in that gift. When they had nothing more to, to turn to, they turned to God, and they saw miraculous things happen. 
As I think about Diamond Creek, where that could be relevant, I think about the arsenic poisoning in the soil in the new estates. And I think it's the kind of miracle we could begin to seek God for, that he could somehow remove that arsenic and that would go to him. The glory would go to him. This is another gift, the gift of knowledge. So I'll give it, I'll give it to Phil up the back here. The gift of knowledge is a particular revelation or insight that comes from God for a certain circumstance. Um, we've also got the discernment of spirits. The discernment of spirits is also from God. And it's a discernment of an origin of a particular scenario. Oh, I've had this massive headache and sickness. I don't know what's behind it. A discernment of spirits is sometimes, well, it's actually not a medical background. There's an origin of it uh, in witchcraft or the occult. It's a discernment of spirits to know and to be able to heal. Sorry, to know and discern what's happening there. The gift of healing. Sally, I'll give you the gift of healing. Again, from God, from the Holy Spirit and for the common good. The gift of prophecy, which I'll define today as the now word of God. No longer needing just one prophet for a whole community, but the now word of God for a scenario. The gift of faith. There you go, I'm giving you the gift of faith. Now we all have faith, right? It's something we can have in God, but the gift of faith is in particularly large measures. They're actually really encouraging people to hand around, but can overwhelm people because they're always thinking big picture and what God can do in a scenario. They have gift for scenario, gifts of faith for that. Different tongues and interpretation of tongues. Kirk's going to speak more about this in a few weeks, um, but I want to share one example. I was reaching out to a Russian girl in Brisbane, and... We were praying after we'd done a little bit of a Bible study and one of the girls next to me, the Australian girl, started speaking in a language that we didn't understand. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Like, that's a, a gift of tongues there. And the Russian girl freaked out a little bit and she's like, what is that? You're speaking in my grandmother's language. And Carolyn, the Aussie girl, said, I had no idea. I can't speak Russian at all. This language is a God language and it came on me. And so she was amazed at what God could do. And then Carolyn, the Aussie girl, said, well, what am I saying? And it wasn't a gift of interpretation of tongues, but she did know her grandmother's language. And she said, I think it's like an old song or something. You're singing about God and you're giving him praises in some sort of old language. So that was amazing and it pointed to God. We'll give different tongues and interpretation of tongues there you go, healing and interpretation of tongues. You've got two, you've got one. So we've got all these different gifts distributed. Now, can I ask those people to stand up, those people that were given those gifts? All of these gifts are given for the common good. So as I said, it'd be silly to go, I wanted wisdom, when wisdom's been given freely to all and to, to certain people in a particular way. Let me propose a scenario to you and how this could work. Suppose I'm really stressed and anxious and worried, health problems, financial problems. This life's, my life's in a trither. It's just a pickle and I don't know what to do. Well, I could stress about it, but the Bible says, do not stress about these things. Cast your cares and worries to God because he cares for you. Okay, so I do that and I get on my way. Walking to church, in the meantime, I run into Chrissy in the car park. Chrissy's walking in a gift of wisdom She's not going to say, hey, Julie, I've got wisdom, because that's not wisdom, right? That's a bit silly. But I might just tell her about my day, and she just has a particular insight for me. 
you know what, Julie, here's, here's something that might work for you. Oh, thanks, Christy, that's great. Next, I run, up, run into Anna um, at Coles, and again, <laughs> for us, uh, and we run into each other, and this particular day, Anna just felt she had a word for me. She had a bit of a prophetic word. She was praying for me that morning. She, I just came to her mind, and Julie, I'm glad I ran into you. Actually, I had a scripture for you this morning, and I just want to encourage you with this scripture. Anna, you've got no idea. That's speaking right into a scenario I was just praying about. And you know, you can, thanks guys, you can sit down for a bit. You can get the picture of how this might work in quite a natural way. That's not too unusual, but it's the gifts of God being at work for the common good. In the meantime, oh, Anna's got this situation on. I'll pray for her as well. And it's a, an exchange there for the common good. Now, we might think about that going, well, what a great Christian community that is. Um, I was part of Rotary when I was younger. I was a Rotary Exchange student, and my dad was pretty involved in Rotary. I have a lot of respect for Rotary, but as the church, we're not a Rotary club. We're not just gathering to do good works. We're gathering because we believe in the resurrected Jesus Christ. And God the Holy Spirit has given us gifts to build up his bride the church. And it's not just through our own wise and persuasive thinking. It's not just through our own understanding of things we might have learned at uni or in, from our parents. He's given us spiritual gifts that are out of this world and are a bit unusual, but they're his power at work within us. Now, it sounds quite lovely, and you could imagine in ancient Corinth, it would have been a little bit, it would have been a talking point. People would start talking about this new, these new believers that are walking in what seems to be a supernatural um, gifts. You could also understand that there'd be some objections, right? There's certain, there's certain times that these things don't work. I'll go to the next um, list. Thank you. So it's all from the same spirit and all for the common good. But let me um, run through that scenario again and just highlight some areas where these things don't work. It's a bit of a parable, really. So same scenario. Ah, oh, I'm in such a pickle. Ill health problems in my family. I want to fly up and see them, but I can't. Financial issues. This, 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 this. I give it to God. And maybe I don't. I just stew on it, you know, whatever. But then I walk along and God had given a word of wisdom for Chrissy. But Chrissy's really busy today, and oh, love to see you, Julie. No worries at all. Okay, run into Neil again. Word of wisdom given, but Neil's like, oh, I'm just—I don't want to pick on anyone. This isn't personal, anyone. All right, I'll, I'll focus on this anonymous person instead. <laughs> anonymous person, anonymous person's just very self-focused that day. In fact, anonymous person is fairly really insecure. I'm just not not worth it. I just. I couldn't possibly have anything to give you. I couldn't possibly have anything worth sharing. So a anonymous person goes into their shell a bit and, and doesn't share the thing that God had for the common good there. Now, I'm not going to create scenarios. There's so many scenarios. But I've noticed as I read scripture that things like, he tells us, keep your eyes on Jesus. The very things that we want to be self-focused about, sometimes it's not just us that's losing out. It's, the, it's our community that we belong to. Don't be jealous, he says. 
but he doesn't tell us why. But you could imagine in a scenario like this, oh, I wanted wisdom, ah! How silly of me to get all jealous about that. Instead, have gratitude and contentment for the things that God's given me and walk in that, knowing that he's given enough for all, he's thought of all. I've put other ones there, things like resentment and division. Ah, oh, just haven't spoke to that person for a long time. And yet maybe that's why God's encouraging reconciliation. There's more than just that friendship at stake. He's got far greater things for a whole community through that. I'll go to the next slide. Thank you. It's important not to be unaware of the enemy's schemes. We don't focus just on them, but these are the types of things that might thwart that. Other things that might prevent those spiritual gifts being used, I don't know, I imagine, well, where to start? I don't, I mean, I read about this and I hear about some churches that do this sort of stuff, but I haven't seen it happen a lot, to be honest. Where do I start with that? I'd encourage you in that, start where you're at and position yourself in a place where faith can grow. Faith comes through reading the word of God, through hearing the word of God. As you read the word, let it speak to you. Put yourself with people that you know, that they know God, and and listen to what they have to say. Often we have community interviews up here on a Sunday. Part of the reason there is as people share their stories about what God's done in their life, it raises faith for other people to believe for the same thing or to know if Jesus did that for them, he might do that for me. Position yourself where faith can grow. Another reason might be, ah, look, you're bordering on the strange here. I don't really believe that. Once I did, but I had a weird experience and I kind of don't want to dabble in that anymore. And that's legit. And as a pastor, I say, I'm sorry that you've had an unusual experience with that in the past. I guess I think about friendship or preaching. If someone preached poorly or didn't trust the word of God well, and one time they stuffed it up and then it was never preached, we mustn't ever have preaching again. That person made a mistake. We must never do it again. We don't want to risk the word of God being mishandled. It would be silly, wouldn't it? We give people a second go. And I guess in this area as well, it's worth more because it's worth trying again or it's worth at least saying, God, that's been my experience so far, but I'm open to you doing something new and something fresh in me for the sake of me, but also for the sake of others around me. I've put the third one there. It's the leader's job. My pay bracket's not big enough to be doing that stuff. That's the leader's job. And yet the Holy Spirit is the one that gives these gifts to all. It doesn't say all those gifts were given to the the leader and then it's their role. The Holy Spirit is given. The Holy Spirit gives those gifts to each person because each one of us is a minister of the gospel and each one of us needs each other. We're not an island. We're not in it by ourselves. He he built us to be in community and this is one of those reasons. And the fourth one, maybe it's just, I just don't really believe that happens anymore. And I respect that if that's your view. 
Most people I've ever met that have that view haven't experienced any of these things for themselves. And so I guess I encourage you as well, if you're in that space, you're, you're welcome to sit there, but I'd encourage you, others might be missing out, or at least, God, I just, I turn to you afresh. Is there something you want to be doing in me here? Can you show me? Can you let your scripture come to life in me? The kingdom of God is not just wise and persuasive words, but one of power and might. God backs up his words with power. God enables his people with spiritual gifts for the common good. I'm um, I'm going to pray and then we'll leave that. Heavenly Father, there's a lot that I've just shared. I pray that you would take it and the things that are of you, let it seep and drip and sink into our hearts and our lives, transforming us to be more like you. For the sake of those that are unwell among us, release gifts of healing. For the sake of those among us who lack wisdom, we ask you for wisdom, but we also ask you would release that gift in great measures. For the sake of those among us that need a supernatural insight or intervention into something they're facing, God, we pray that you would release every good gift, those we've mentioned today, and those that are listed elsewhere. Release every good gift, God, for your common good. And as we walk in these and experience these, I pray, Lord, that it would point to you, that the common good would point to you, and that you would be made known both here, but also in our suburbs, families, schools and workplaces, because people can see and know that you are good and that you love us. Yeah, we commit these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you've got any questions about this podcast, connect with us on our website, stjohnsdc.org.au or at facebook.com slash stjohnsdc. Don't forget, you can join us live in Diamond Creek every Sunday at 9.30am and 6pm.